Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Great to be with you tonight. My name's Tony and along with my wife and a handful of others, we started this church 23 years ago and it's been a real privilege to see the church grow over the years. And I've got to be honest with you, there are many highlights. But for me, the greatest highlight over the 23 years has been people coming to Christ and then going through and on that commitment to going through the waters of baptism. And tonight, it is a real pleasure and a real privilege to be able to do that again, knowing that uh, we've done it many times before and we will do it many times into the future. But we celebrate with all those that are going through the waters of baptism tonight. And we celebrate with those family and friends who are here supporting those going through the waters of baptism. And so can we just put our hands together one more time for the family members of those getting baptised tonight. It's great to have you with us. It really is. But before we get to that part in the evening, I just want to share a a thought with you tonight. And it's something that I've simply entitled, A Stone's Throw Away. A Stone's Throw Away. You've all heard that saying, I'm sure. Uh, A Stone's Throw Away means it's not that far away. It's not that far removed from where we presently are. And I want to take us back to a story found in the book of John, which is one of the Gospels. It's the fourth book in the New Testament. And it was written by a man who was one of the 12 disciples of Jesus. He had a very special relationship with Christ. He was the one disciple that was so close to Jesus that on the Last Supper, he was there just leaning on Jesus' chest. He seemed to have a special relationship with Him that none of the other disciples did. And uh, he was the one who wrote this particular account that we're going to look at. And it's found in John chapter 8. And you can follow on your iPads, you can follow on your phones, you can follow on your Bibles, or you can follow on the screen as I'm going to read from right now. So John chapter 8, reading from verses 1 to 11, says this, Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, He appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around Him and He sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and they said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery and in the law of Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. Now, what do you say? They were using this question to trap, sorry, as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing Him. But Jesus bent down and He started to write on the ground with His finger. When they kept on questioning Him, He straightened up again and He said to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, He stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first until... Only Jesus was left with the woman standing there. Jesus straightened up and He asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. 
I thought this would be an incredible passage of Scripture to share on this particular day, Mother's Day, because this woman represents every woman in this room. In actual fact, this woman in the story represents every person in this room. Because this woman's story is not too far from your story or my story. And as we delve into it, you'll see where I'm coming from. You see, it was a typical day in the life of Jesus. Jesus was doing what Jesus did so well and that was drawing a crowd and that was doing His teaching. And there He was like any other day, just doing His thing. And He had a group of people come in and interrupt Him as He was doing His teaching. What I love about this story, it was an interruption, sure, but Jesus never seemed to be taken off guard. It was almost like He lived for these moments. It was almost like in His heart and in His spirit, He would come alive at these times. It was like Jesus was saying, I was born for such a time as this. See, this whole scenario, this whole moment was a setup. These men, these accusers really weren't interested in the woman. They really wanted to trap Jesus. Jesus had a lot of lovers and a lot of followers, but He also had a lot of haters. And this group of men that brought this woman to Him on that day were a bunch of haters. They wanted to have a go at Jesus and they wanted to use this poor woman as a pawn in their game to trap Jesus. But it's what Jesus did in this moment that fascinates me, amazes me. And it's why I've given my life to Him. And it's why I've given my life to serving Him. And it's why I've given my life to leading this church for the last 23 years. And it's why I wanna serve Him for another 23 years. And if I have another 23 years after that, I wanna continue serving Him because it's what He does in moments like this that changed my life. And I believe it can change your life just as it changed this woman's life. See, Jesus didn't act like everyone else. He was different. He was forever amazing the people. These men that bought this woman, they thought we've got Jesus. There's no way He can get over this, under this or around this. We've got Him. We've trapped Him. And Jesus, as cool as you like, as calm as you like, displays a quality and a character that had never been seen before. And He did things for this woman that astounded and amazed all those who were watching and all those that have read this story for the last 2,000 years. And what He did for this woman is what He wants to do for you and it's what He wants to do for me and it's what He wants to do for the people of this community. And it's what He wants to do for the people of this state, this nation, and indeed this world. You see, He didn't act in a condemnatory way or have a condemnatory spirit. The first thing that we see Jesus doing in this scenario is not judging this woman, but it's actually loving her. Jesus' first response 
which was in a real affront to these men who had an anger in their eye and a bitterness in their heart and they were twisted in their thinking. They were amazed and they were not expecting the response that Jesus gave. Because Jesus looked at this woman and just loved on her. Yeah, she might have been doing something that wasn't right. She might have been involved in something that wasn't healthy or helpful for her. But this is what I love about Jesus. He doesn't judge us by what we do or what we don't do. He just loves us for who we are. And Jesus does not love you anymore that He does right now, no matter what you are doing, no matter what you've been up to, He just loves you. The Bible says that God so loved the world that He gave heaven's best, His Son. And Jesus loved the world so much that He came and laid down His life because He's madly and passionately in love with you. We've just celebrated the Easter season and the Easter message in its simplest, purest form is this, that you matter to God and Jesus loves you. And Jesus did not judge this woman, but just loved her. Because that's why Jesus came, for the broken, for the hurting, for the confused. He came for those that were mixed up sexually. He came for those that were sleeping around. He came for those that were addicted to tobacco, to drugs, to alcohol. That's why He came. He came for the rich that have so much money, they no, 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 no longer know what to do with it. Jesus came for the down and out and He came for the up and out. He came for those that have addictions. He didn't wait for us to be perfect. He didn't wait for us to get our act right. He didn't wait for our lives to get in check before He came. No, He knew we couldn't do that. And so He came in our brokenness. The Bible says it this way, that's while we were still sinners, while we were messing around, sleeping around, while we were drinking, while we were smoking, while we were toking, while we were doing all those kinds of things, that's why Jesus came when we were looking at things on the internet that we shouldn't be looking at, well, we were like this woman sleeping around. Well, we were having a reputation that was unhealthy. That's why Jesus came, because we need the help. And so when this, Jesus, uh, this woman was brought to Jesus, the first thing we see is Him just loving her. Because her sin was no greater than their sin. And can I say that her sin was no greater than my sin? And can I make the challenge real personal tonight? Her sin was no greater than your sin. See, all of us have sinned, the Bible says, and fallen short of the glory of God. We're only a stone's throw away. from being like this woman. And the good news is, Jesus is madly and passionately in love with you and you and you.
So Jesus just loves this woman. But not only does he love this woman, he also defends this woman. See, this particular occasion, there are a few men that thought they knew better. And Jesus was able to step in the gap because He recognised that this woman's sin was no greater than these men's sin, but they were unaware of their sin. They were unaware of their hypocrisy. I don't know about you, and I don't know if you know this, a woman cannot commit adultery by herself. And in this occasion, the man that was involved in this act with this woman was nowhere to be seen. Talk about hypocritical. And these men were so blinded by their rage and by their hatred. And what does Jesus do? He doesn't just love the woman, but He steps in the middle. See, that's what love does. It gets involved and He begins to defend this woman. And He gets in the middle, right in the middle of it. Putting His own life at risk. And the Bible says that He just bends down. And He begins to write in the ground. Now there's not an expert on the planet that can tell you exactly what Jesus wrote or exactly what Jesus did on that day. There's not an expert around that can verify exactly what Jesus did. Maybe He was writing one of the Ten Commandments. Maybe He was writing some of the names of the women that these men had been sleeping with. Maybe Jesus didn't quite know what to do at that moment and He was just doodling, (laughs) waiting for the Father to give Him His next instruction. You ever done that? You just kind of, well. But whatever Jesus did and whatever Jesus wrote on the ground that day, it had an impact on those men that brought this woman to Jesus. And the Bible says that one by one, oldest to youngest, they dropped their stones and they left. Jesus loved this woman and He loves you. Jesus defended this woman, got right in the midst of her situation and He'll do the same for you.
But not only that, Jesus forgave her. Jesus looked this woman in the eye and no doubt she was fearful, terrified at what was about to happen because she'd been conditioned by all these other men. She'd never met a man like like this before. I imagine this woman was expecting much of the same treatment that she received day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and had come to this conclusion, all men are the same. But this day changed her life because she did not get what she deserved. She got what she did not deserve. The Scriptures were very clear that this woman was guilty of sin and she deserved to die. That's what she deserved. But Jesus did not give her what she deserved and He does not give us what we deserve. He gives us something far greater, something beyond anything we've ever hoped dreamed or even imagined. And he looked at her and I imagine he grabbed her hand and he looked her in the eye and said, where are your accusers? Where are they? Look around. Where are they? They're not here. And neither do I condemn you. I forgive you. Jesus gave her something that she was not expecting. And what Jesus gave this woman that day is on offer for every one of us. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done, forgiveness is available. Jesus loved this woman. Jesus defended this woman. Jesus forgave this woman. And Jesus empowered this woman. See, not only did He forgive her, but He said this to her. He said, now now go and sin no more. See, He didn't just leave her as she was. Jesus wants to come into your world and come into your life in order to empower you to live a new life, to live an empowered life so that you don't have to live the same circle and the same cycle over and over and over again, year after year after year, repeating the same mistakes and the same problems. Jesus wants to come into your life and give you a power and give you a grace and give you a hope that you never thought possible. 
And so he sent this woman on her way. He said, now go, sin no more. And just as Jesus did that for this woman, so He wants to do it for you and for me. You see, we're all but a stone so away from shipwrecking our life. You see, we don't make for good gods. People often say, if God is such a good God, why do bad things happen? Can I just tell you why? It's because people ignore a good God and they try and become God for themselves. They say no to His wisdom, no to His guidance. I wanna do things my way and it's people after people, generation after generation of saying no to God. And I wanna be my own God that has caused so much of the problems that we see in society today. And Jesus came into the midst of a world that wanted to be their own God. And He pointed people back to the real God. And when Jesus went to the cross, He was essentially saying, put your stones down. Stop judging. Because we're all as bad as each other. Our problems may manifest differently than others, but essentially we all have the same problems. And to every one of those problems, Jesus is the answer. Because Jesus is the one who loves us, Jesus is the one who forgives us. He's the one who empowers us. And He's the one who defends us. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 